Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young, filling in for Jim Smalley today. And it's brought to you by Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. On the show today, the Saskatchewan pulse growers say pulse breeding is heading in a new direction. We'll take a look at how the grain mar- markets perform this week, as well as the outlook for next week. And have you ever wondered where your food comes from? The director of the Center for Food Integrity addresses that topic, and the farm weather as usual, in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. Grain markets were showing downward movement this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Piccolo says canola is down $20 per metric ton, while spring wheat futures have declined about $0.20 a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, the July canola contract, which is really the main one to be watching now. May is still on the board, but uh, will be expiring here soon. So again, the July canola decreased approximately $20 a ton on the week. When looking at the wheat front, the May Minneapolis wheat, again, that's uh, not the most active contract. The July is now. So on the July front here, we saw it decline uh, approximately 20 cents a bushel here where we sit uh, under 8.50 a bushel now here on that contract. So this week definitely a few things that traders have been watching. The first is that uh, the U.S. dollar has started to creep uh, back up higher and that's one thing that we mentioned kind of last week is how the U.S. dollar has definitely kind of been affecting a lot of the U.S. grains here recently. The second thing that uh, kind of affected grains, it seems, this week is crude oil declining. Crude oil is now almost closed uh, a gap on the chart, which implies that we could be seeing it head a little bit lower still. And we saw a couple of weeks ago that OPEC cut production, oil prices jumped over $80 a barrel, uh, and now we're sitting below that, sitting around $78 here. So there has been some bearish as well, too, developments on the soybean side of the markets, and I believe that's weighing on the canola market as well. The dry weather, weather, though, in the United States really isn't pushing up markets at all then. You know, right now, it seems that there's still 
ample global supply on the wheat side right now. And there is actually rain in the forecast for Kansas. So that, I believe, has kind of you know added to the bearish note kind of of the market. On the kind of the Ukrainian side of the, the markets, grains continue to be transported across five countries in the east of the block, which has reduced the risk associated with another Black Sea deal in the future. So that's kind of one thing as well that I'm, I've been kind of talking to clients about. And the outlook next week and beyond? Well, on the canola front here, I do want to see the July canola hold that $700 a ton. Uh, that is definitely kind of, you know, a, a support for that market. Looks like we are headed to around that 720 right now. Uh, on the wheat front, similar as well too, the trend is slightly lower for sure with $8.20 a bushel being support that was made last, uh, kind of in early March uh, time frame. Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Pulse breeding in Saskatchewan is headed in a new direction. The Saskatchewan Pulse Growers partnered with Lima Grain in July of 2022. SPG Executive Director Carl Potts talks about what the future of commercialized pulse varieties looks like. Well, uh, this will be be changing quite a bit. Um, new varieties from our Lima-Grain Lima partnership and any other new partnerships that we, uh, we enter into will be commercialized through seed companies, like they are for, for many other crops. So some examples of companies that are involved in seed commercialization that could be potential partners you know, down the road are companies like Cantera Seeds, Secan, FP Genetics, and farmers will be familiar with uh, with those types of companies. So those are just some of the examples of companies that sort of take uh, you know take the output from breeding organizations, um, increase uh, seed, and move that through the uh, the pedigreed seed process, and really work to commercialize those varieties. And in order to maintain and attract new investment in pulse breeding breeders need to generate revenue when commercializing those new varieties and royalties on certified seed use uh, just you know just really aren't enough we have low levels of seed, certified seed use impulses so royalties on certified seed only won't really be enough to attract and sustain new investment in impulse breeding. So therefore, new varieties commercialized through our partnership with Lima Grain and other partnerships that we would enter into in the future would include uh, royalties on on farm safe seed, you know, as well. And I know that that's a departure from the past, but we think is a really important component to uh, attracting and, and retaining new investment in impulse breeding. However, we do want to be clear that any existing varieties that grow are currently growing will remain royalty free. So um, varieties that were generated through uh, our previous model, our previous agreement with Crop Development Centre will remain royalty free. We've committed to, uh, to that and growers will have the choice uh, to continue to grow those varieties royalty free or to switch to new varieties that will have a royalty associated with them. So it really will be growers choice and growers own decision whether or not those new varieties offer enough value to justify the cost and we think they will uh, certainly down the road. So, as, as I said earlier, since SPG is a funder of breeding work, a share of those royalties would, would flow back to SPG for reinvestment into, into research, market development, or other priority work. So, that's a, a way that uh, 
you know, that we can have some return on investment for growers, initial upfront, you know, funding of breeding, and that'll flow back and we can make those uh, reinvestment decisions into research, market development, and, and other things. Carl Potts is the executive director of the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. His comments come from the Pulse of the Prairies podcast. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealer. Syngenta Canada has announced that it will release a limited amount of Matador 120EC insecticide and Volium Express insecticide in Western Canada, with a focus on horticulture and pulse crops in time for the 2023 growing season. This distribution decision is in response to the Pest Management Regulatory Agency re-evaluation of Lambda Cyalothrin, the active ingredient in Matador 120EC and Volium Express. Effective April 29th, crops treated with Lambda Cyalothrin cannot be fed to or grazed by livestock in Canada, including any harvested grain, seed screenings, hay forage silage, byproducts or aftermath. Syngenta says based on available market statistics and discussions with industry associations, the majority of horticulture and pulse crops are used for human consumption. However, they say it's important to note that screenings of pulse crops that were treated with Lambda Cyalothrin cannot be used as feed. The French Health Safety Agency has cleared the use of phosphine pesticide in contact with grains exported outside the European Union when importing countries require the process. That averted a halt to shipments from the EU's top grain exporter. In late October, the agency cleared the use of phosphine tablets used for killing pests through fumigation, but said they could not be in direct contact with cereals, thereby threatening exports to some of France's largest markets, including Algeria, Egypt and Morocco. The ban on direct contact of phosphine with cereals was due to take effect on April 25th. But after government intervention, the agency amended the authorization to include a reference to an EU regulation that says that maximum residue limits for pesticides do not apply to non-EU country exports if it is possible to demonstrate that the treatments are required or accepted. The International Grains Council has raised its estimate for total world grain production in 2023-24. Its forecasts on corn and soybeans were increased as well, while production estimates for wheat were held steady. The London-based IGC issued its latest supply and demand report yesterday. World grain production was bumped up by 8 million metric tons from the IGC's March report, bringing it to 2.29 billion metric tons. That's 39 million tons more than where the council pegged the previous year's output. Increases in corn and soybean production led by Brazil resulted in the IGC raising its call. The global grain trade was cut by 4 million metric tons in April at 407 million, which is slightly below that in 2022-23. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's attaché in Spain is projecting an increase in grain production for the European Union in 2023-24. 
In the USDA's Global Agricultural Information Network report released Wednesday, the attaché pegged the EU's 2023-24 grain production at 284.7 million metric tons, 17.9 million more than this year's crop, which was hampered by drought. Initial crop conditions were deemed favorable across the EU, while also noting that rains will be needed to replenish soil moisture in Portugal, Spain, and western France. Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine and rising food prices caused a stagnation of grain demand, but the larger production will reduce imports by 8 million metric tons to 27.4 million. The total seeded area is slated to increase by 330,000 hectares to 51.4 million, while ending stocks in 2023-24 are projected to be 31.3 million metric tons, 1.5 million more than in 2022-23. Climate scientists are saying that the world could set a new average temperature record in 2023 or 24, fueled by climate change and the anticipated return of the El Nino weather phenomenon. Climate models suggest that after three years of the La Nina weather pattern in the Pacific Ocean, which generally lowers global temperatures slightly, the world will experience a return to El Nino, the warmer counterpart, later this year. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy, with winds from the north at 20 kilometers an hour, a high of minus one with wind chill. It'll be near minus eight degrees. For this evening, mainly cloudy, with a north wind at 20 kilometers an hour becoming light overnight. Low is minus six, with wind chill near minus 11. On Saturday, mainly cloudy once again, but it'll be clearing in the afternoon. Winds up to 15 kilometers an hour, high of plus two. Wind chill near minus 10 in the morning. Low is minus 10 degrees. On Sunday, sunshine, high of plus 1, low minus 12. Monday, sunny, high of plus 4, low minus 4. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of 6 degrees, low of plus 1. Wednesday, partly cloudy, high of 12 degrees, low plus 2. And Thursday, again, partly cloudy, and a high of 11 degrees. The normal high is 14 degrees Celsius, the low is 0. Sun rose at 5.53 this morning, and it will set at 8.03 p.m. tonight. In Regina, it is mostly cloudy, winds out of the north-northwest at 32 kilometers an hour, temperature at minus 1 degree, that's 30 Fahrenheit, the humidity is at 68%, barometric pressure up 102.9 and rising. In Moose Jaw, it's cloudy and minus 1 with a northwest wind at 21 kilometers an hour, and around the province, Estevan is at minus 1, Saskatoon and Yorkton at 0, Swift Current minus 3, Weyburn minus 2. Hot spot in Saskatchewan, Stony Rapids at 7 degrees, and the cold spot, Cypress Hills Provincial Park at minus 6 degrees. Once again in Regina, mostly cloudy, 
north-northwest wind at 32 kilometers an hour, and the temperature minus 1 degree. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The president of the Alberta Cattle Feeders Association is deeply disturbed by some teaching material at a number of learning institutes. Janice Tranberg was responding to some course material at several Alberta learning institutes. Some of the information obtained by the Western producer linked Alberta's feedlot alley near Lethbridge to illnesses and deaths of children in the area. It even made a comparison to the E. coli water crisis in Walkerton, Ontario more than 20 years ago, which made thousands of people sick and killed seven. Alberta Cattle Feeders President Janice Tranberg says the material had not been scrutinized properly because before it was shared with students. I guess the concern is that when you're working with children um, and, and you have the responsibility to be an educator, um, then I, I feel like it's really important to have, uh, or, you know, just to ensure that you're providing accurate information. Um, I, I'm totally for um, debate. There are two sides to every story, um, and, and I think that's a really appropriate thing to teach children to research and get their ideas and, and formulate their ideas. But, but on, on a document that is, you know, providing information to children, um, it, it's also very important that you make sure that, um, you, you know, basic, basic facts are correct and that you're also providing the references on where you identified those pieces of information. For example, um, they've talked about, um, you know, the number of producers in, in a particular area and then the number of or the percentage of cattle that uh, is managed and the number of animals well all three of those uh, all three of those numbers are incorrect and uh, a quick search to multiple different websites could give you the correct numbers on that uh, you know I, I, I and I know having numbers wrong might be might be simple um, but that I'm, I'm, you know, that's just a simple example of a really quick flat fact, a really quick glance at the article to understand that they hadn't really done their research. Alberta's education minister issued a statement saying the course material was not part of its curriculum. But Minister Andriana Lagrange said school authorities have the autonomy and flexibility to include additional material as long as it provides a balanced approach to the subject. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. 
The director of the Center for Food Integrity in Guelph, Ontario, says more than ever, consumers are curious about how and where their food is produced on the farm. Amy Plant Church explains the role of the center. The Center for Food Integrity is a U.S.-based organization that's had the same mission for our 15 years of existence, and that mission is to help food producers and farmers build trust. So the members of the Center for Food Integrity are ranging from farm to fork, the farmer organizations, all the way through the supply chain and global food brands who really want to build trust in food production today. She says consumers want to know how their food is produced. Consumers are more curious today than they've ever been about where food is produced and how it is produced. In fact, the last time we did this survey um, among U.S. consumers, at least 65% of those surveyed said, I want to learn more about farming. I want to learn more about food production and processing. So there's a great level of curiosity. To Play Church talks about the factors that go into a consumer's food buying decisions. Historically, the big three factors have been price, quality, and health and nutrition. And that remains true today. But today, there are more other factors that are weighing into the choices that consumers make. So that includes convenience, and it also includes the social considerations around food production. So can I trust that the animals that produce this food were well cared for? Um, are the farmers utilizing uh, environmentally friendly practices? You know, is this a good social um, and, and kind of economic uh, and social contribution? She explains where consumers are getting the information that they base their decisions on. Well, first of all, the sources for information. One of our communication challenges is that people today have so many sources of information. So we, as the food industry and farmers, we need to be where consumers are. And more and more, that is online. So social media, online influencers, websites, you know, being having our message in all of those places so consumers can find answers to the questions that they have when they have those answers answers. Um, also, consumers are highly dependent on what they see on the packaging or in the store as they're making that, uh, that decision. As far as trusted sources of information, farmers are, are highly trusted. They're respected by the public for the hard work that they do. Um, and, and so they're important um, to be sharing that, what they're doing and why they're doing what they do on the farm. She outlines the factors necessary to work toward building consumer trust. First and foremost, we need to share with consumers common ground and that as food buyers are asking for food that is socially responsible in its production where the animals are well cared for, um, considerations to the environment and the workforce have been made. So to build trust, we need to communicate as food producers that those same goals and values are central to what we do and they're uh, the very essence of our why. And she has a take-home message for farmers.
The take-home message for farmers would be that the public wants to better understand why you're doing what you're doing on the farm. So when you can share your personal passion, your why, and the specifically why you're using some of the practices that you're using and how that helps for you to achieve the same goals with the same values that consumers have, then that's where we've really helped to bridge the gap in trust. Amy Play Church is the director of the Center for Food Integrity. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau is heading to Japan to meet with her counterpart to promote Canada as a trade partner of choice and discuss the current Canada-Japan trade relationship. Bibeau will discuss Canadian agricultural opportunities with Japanese agri-food stakeholders, Canadian industry associations, and Canadian businesses in Japan. Bibo will also meet with her peers at the G7 Agriculture Ministers meeting this weekend to advocate for Canada's approaches to build a more sustainable sector. She will also discuss with her counterparts key priorities for Canada's international agriculture trade relationships. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. The market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were showing some downward movement in early trading today. Canola went down $3.20 to $7.21.12 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat went down $3.29 at $3.81.09. But feed wheat went up just a cent to $2.89.55, and the rest were unchanged. Durham at $4.33.68, feed barley $3.57.58, chickpeas $10.58.22, flax $5.41.98, lentils $7.93.50, Oats 220.32 and yellow peas 402.60. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for May is down three and a quarter cents at 8.52 and a half cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan 6:20 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest livestock quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Mark Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 1,107 at a pre-sorted yearling sale here on Tuesday, April 18th. This market looked fully steady. Maybe I was a little stronger on some of these second cuts cattle. No regular sale here on Thursday to some of these road conditions. Last pre-sort of the spring here is Tuesday, May 9th. Here's what happened on Tuesday. The 529 weight blacks bring 348. The 655 blacks bring 314.75. We sold 15 red and black heifers at 312 and 50. 62 black heifers, 691. They bring 270. And 704 weight blacks, they bring three bucks right on the nose. Uh, that was on the steer end. A big hats off to all these cow calf producers and ranchers right now. It's been tough living with all these cows through this big storm in the last few days. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. It's at $182.58 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Canadian customers pulled back on retail spending in February. 
Statistics Canada reports retail sales slipped 0.2% in February to $66.3 billion. The agency reports sales slipped at general merchandise stores, gas stations and fuel vendors. Meantime, core retail sales were up by 0.1% for the month, led by a 4.4% increase in sales at clothing, clothing accessories, shoes, jewelry, luggage and leather goods retailers. Retail analyst Bruce Winder says Canadian consumers are incredibly cautious right now. Tech Resources is gaining support for its plan to split the company's metals and steelmaking coal businesses into two separate companies at a key shareholder meeting next week. Norway's Sovereign Wealth Fund says it's on board. The decision comes as Tech tries to secure support for its plan over an unsolicited takeover proposal by Swiss company Glencore. Glencore is urging shareholders to reject the company's proposal in favor of its offer to acquire the company. On the markets, the TSX is up 28 points at 20,658. The Dow is down 30 points to 33,757. Oil is up 42 cents at $77.79 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73.80 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Peace be with you. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.